as the word of the Lord is coming, God, we pray, Jehovah God, may it not, oh God, return to you void. May it accomplish the purpose for it coming in our lives. We open up our hearts this afternoon. We open up our hearts this afternoon. That, Father, may this word be a seed. May this word be a seed. May this word be a seed. We will not remain the same, oh God. We will not remain the same, Jehovah. This life, oh God, of ours shall be transformed by this word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will go and not go back the same as we came because of the entrance of your word in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
thank you for this wonderful time that you've given us. May you speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, O oh God. We refuse to be distracted. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Christine. We can please take our seats. We bless God for this wonderful time that he has given us. So we're going to receive the word of God. Hallelujah. Are we ready for the word of God? All right. Okay, so we're going to continue with the, the alphabet of prayer. We are on part four today. And um, we are focusing on the letter D. We've already focused on the letters A, B, C. And now we are on the letter on the letter B. So uh, please let me attend to the kids that are outside there making noise. So uh, on Saturday, we began focusing on the letter D and we, we said the letter D stands for discipline in prayer. Discipline in prayer. The letter A stands for asking. The letter B stands for believing. And the letter C stands for confession and prayer. So glad to see all of us in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. It's always a wonderful time to be in the presence of God. So I want you to open your Bible. We're going to go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. I want us to remind each other where we actually got... Um, what we are talking about today. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 7. You can open your Bibles. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. I've always emphasized, emphasized on this. Never stop coming with your Bible. Okay? Never stop coming with your Bible because we are not always going to uh, depend on the projector. It, it's sad that people have stopped coming with Bibles. I always emphasize on Okay, so you can open your Bible. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. If you're there, say amen. amen. Verse 7, the Bible says, The end of the world, I'm, I'm written using a new living translation. That's NLT. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. So like I mentioned on Saturday, we began talking about a discipline in prayer. And we defined what discipline is. We talked about, uh, partly we also talked about why should we discipline ourselves in prayer. Because I made it clear that, uh, and this is something that I've been emphasizing on in a very, very long time. But it's very easy to start. But there are very few people that actually continue. There are very few people that remain consistent doing uh, or committing themselves to spiritual disciplines. 
And yet there are other people that keep on asking themselves, why is the word of God not working for me? Why am I not seeing the results of prayer in my life? It's because sometimes it's not because God doesn't answer. It's because you've stopped praying. It's because you've stopped praying. So, tell your neighbor, you need God. Therefore, you need to pray. Tell them again, you need God. Therefore, you need to pray. So, beloved, what I'm trying to tell us is that prayer is a wonderful platform where we commune with God. Prayer is where we talk to God and where God talks back to us. So, we cannot expect to live a life where the voice of God is so much alive if we don't talk to God, if we don't commune with God. So, not just talking about there are people who talk about prayer and there are people who pray. There is a difference between talking about prayer and prayer. That's like there are people that talk about godliness. They talk about they talk about the things of God. But how many people are actually godly? How many people are able to exhibit, are able to express God with their way of life. And how many people did you know that we are so committed to God? Let's say when you were in school, there are those guys that we are so committed in scripture. Even. There are those guys that we are so committed to preaching the word of God even in class. There are those guys that you know to say, no, we are in one hour and you know that you this brother, this sister, but are they still standing today? You will be shocked to discover that three quarters of the people that you knew that were of God five, ten years ago, most of them are not standing today. Because it's very easy to claim, but it's something different to actually live in line with what you claim to be. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, you are, you are really my disciples when you do. Not just when you, when you say, I, I receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. There is more to this thing. So the end of the world is coming. And it's something that uh, Mrs. Wu was talking about. So we need to be earnest and disciplined in our prayers. One of the things that shows that most of the people are not ready for the second coming of Jesus is prayerlessness. They don't pray. The end of the world is coming, so therefore be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. So now, in this multitasking, in this busy world, in this dark world, in this ungodly world, how do you stay disciplined in prayer? So we talked about the what, we talked about the why, partly, and today we are going to start talking about the how. How can you stay disciplined in prayer? So, Let's quickly go to our points for today. Number one. Let me start by asking you this question. How many of us have found ourselves in a place where mama is phone and we make ah in the phone and we let me see your hands. I've been there before. And you say, I want to be on fire for, for God. Sometimes it's not true that you don't know what. <laughs> it's not true. 
Okay? It's not, it's not really true. And the reason why we are talking about this is because I want to help us to get to that place. Um, by the grace of God, this journey has not been easy. This journey of uh, following Jesus has not been easy. I'll tell you one thing. I've been a believer for, for over 15 years now. I've been a believer for over 15 years now. And to be precise, I've been a believer for 17 years now. <laughs> 17 years. I spent an hour older here. And I got one again when I was about 13 years old. And if I tell you it's been easy, I'll be a liar. I've had challenges. I've, I've, there are a lot of things that I've, I've lost. I've lost friends. I've lost opportunities. I've, I've made mistakes before in my life. But I'll tell you one thing. There is one thing that I've never lost. I've never lost my relationship with God. And one of the things that I get to talk to people about even those that have known me for a while, is how have you managed to hold on? And I think it takes me back to what we are talking about. Many people are struggling to remain disciplined in the things of God. So I want you to take this thing so serious. There, there are times when I'm listening to a sermon, maybe preached by somebody else, okay? I listen to sermons a lot. I follow different men of God. I read books and so much more. But then, I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't listen to sermons from outside our church more than I more than I listen to our own sermons. I'll be very honest with you. And there are times when I'm listening to a sermon, I come across a sermon. Sometimes it's just random. And I'm listening to a sermon that maybe I preached in 2019 or maybe 2020. And then I begin to ask myself questions. this sermon, or has this sermon helped people the way it's spoken to me? And I have discovered there are many people that take the word of God casually. There are many people that take the word of God casually. And as long as we are not willing to step out of, the com or of this comfort zone, we will never encounter God in a serious way. That's one thing I'll tell you. As long as church church, what they just keep on doing is they can't just wait to knock off. I can assure you, you know, sometimes you will just realize that it's because God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. God will never impose. Okay, so I, I want you to take this thing serious. And I'm getting to a place where I was just telling Adinasu, some of the things that we've been teaching you, for example, for free, people are beginning to pay for them. And I have discovered when people pay for something, they actually uh, pay attention. Because if you, if, okay, if you have paid, let's say you've paid for, for a program, and you miss, who has lost out? Me, that you've paid, or the one who paid? Who has, who has lost out? But then, you know, when something is for free, ah, people just take it. If I don't go today, I will go next week. But then look at this. We are doing series, right? So this is part four. Is it part four B? Part four B. So if you missed part four A, it will be very difficult for you to effectively connect what we are talking about. 
But sometimes, even when someone miss, misses a service, just for you to get a sermon, we have to beg you. So my point, my first point for this evening is this. If you are to remain disciplined in your prayer, you need to decide and plan to pray. Decide and plan to pray. So what can be? But after much the desire, after my phone of pepper and much the pochan. Time to step you have. Time to die in the minute. Time to remember movies in the You catch up, but do you catch up on your spiritual life? Do you upgrade your spiritual life? There are certain people that I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you think you've got latest movies. You will be shocked. The moment you, 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 you think you are shining, you're telling them, ah, you mentioned this one. All the movies you mentioned they have watched, that tells you people keep updating themselves when it comes to movies, even music. There are people who know what song has come out today, what song came out this week. But ask them, what is God saying this week? That's when you hear. <laughs> so point number one, decide and plan to pray. Give us Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. These are the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. The Bible says, but when you pray, but when you pray. So if you have to study just the first four words, in that particular portion of scripture, but when you pray. Now, the, the when there is talking about a time, it's talking about a period, a particular time that you have set when, when you pray. When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. So, meaning, you cannot just desire to pray. You actually have to plan to pray. So there are many people who want to remain disciplined in the area of prayer, but they work with a program. Time you have a program, you have a program. So the, the where, I mean the when there is talking about a particular time you don't just randomly think you will pray or just pray when it's convenient, when you feel like you need to have a program. You need to plan to pray. Ask your neighbor, how often do you pray? Do you have a program for prayer? For now, so, so, so sometimes we fail to discipline ourselves in prayer because in the first place there is no program for prayer. How can you discipline yourself uh, to something that is not in place? How can you discipline yourself when there is no program in place, there is no guide, there is nothing that you are following? So there has to be a program. But sometimes we fail to discipline ourselves because we have put prayer off. Prayer is not part of our program. 
plan how their day is going to go. As you plan your day, as you plan your week, as you plan your month, as you plan your year, make sure that prayer is part of your daily program. Because when you consciously decide to do something, you will see that your mind will be telling you to say you have done this but you have not done this. But if prayer is not part of your program, you can even forget it. And when you forget what is not on the program, it's not a big deal. For example, if you are going to town and uh, you've told yourself, as I'm going to town, I'm going to buy this, 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 this and that. And the moment you are on your way back, if you discover you forgot to buy what was on the program, you're going to feel bad. But if you forgot to buy what was not on the program, it's not a big deal. So if prayer, if prayer is part of your program and you discover you've not prayed, it is something that is going to hurt you. So plan and decide to pray. So don't just think one day you will wake up. Day na kuchapem zaka wanuka. Mupembe na chemu matansi. Mupembe na chemu pembe na chemu. You will discover no, it. Prayer will not fall on you. You actually have to pray prayer. Tell your neighbor you have to pray prayer. You have to make it happen. So Jesus was saying, when you pray, so there has to be a program. He said, go away by yourself. He was not saying, I'm going to lift your legs. Shut, he was even saying, shut the door behind you and pray to your father. Have you noticed even in Acts chapter 2? There are many people who understood, for example, the issue of speaking in tongues. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit descended, it gave them utterance and they began to speak. So God has done his part. He's already given us the ability. Then we need to exercise it. Then by so doing, we are cooperating with the Holy Spirit and God will do great things. So we should practice and make prayer a habit. So if there is a program at church, there is a prayer meeting, Maybe the, 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 there is a prayer meeting in the night. Um, I remember um, when we started having online uh, online um, prayers, I discovered at first we used to call people who would say, wake up, it's time to pray. I, I stopped doing that. I said, no. If people are going to be walking up, it's like they are praying for me or they are praying to me. I said, it's better. We are the two or the three of us, the five of us, the ten of us, the fifteen of us. If people are going to wake up on their own, it shows that prayer is part of their program. So if, why am I saying you need to decide and you need to plan? If there is a program that has to do with prayer, either individually or corporately, you need to set a reminder. You need to set a reminder. Set an alarm. If you have an exam, how many of us have been pupils and been students before? Or how many of you are current pupils or students? When, when you are studying, let's say when you are going to sleep early and you want to wake up in the night, what do you do? You set what? Because you want to wake up and study. If you have an exam, is the teacher or lecturer going to force you to study? No, it's the pressure. So, some of you that that don't pray, it's like you don't know the pressures in this, in this life. You are taking life casually. And people
people who don't pray, let me tell you one thing. How do you know people who pray from those who don't pray? I'll give you one example. People who complain and not don't pray. They should pay attention. Because people who pray, the Bible says, and the God of all grace, what will he do? He's going to grant you peace. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Then God will give you peace. So people complain a lot. It's a sign that you don't pray. The atmosphere of prayer will displace your worries. So if you have every intention to pray, find and you find yourself forgetting, set a reminder. As you do that, you are training your body, your system is trainable. You are training yourself to be alert. To not to say at this particular time, I need to pray, I need to do this and that. So you should be able to set spiritual goals, take your time, identify what time can work best, and commit yourself to actually pray. Let's go to our second point. How do you stay committed? How do you stay disciplined in prayer? After you have decided and after you have planned, number two, you need to commit yourself to actually pray and remain consistent to the plan. Because if we just talk about deciding to pray and planning to pray, there are many people that have made decisions in, in, in their lives. Okay? Uh, there are many people that have made such decisions in, my, in, in their lives. Okay, let's say for the, for the past five years, how many of us have been saying every year, this is my year, let's be honest, we always say that. Every year. Some of you, uh, Pastor, what you're looking forward to is 2021, every year is your year. Every year is your year. So why are things not changing? It's because sometimes you are just going to say, this is my year, but what are you doing to make that year become your year? If you are going to say, ah, I'm going to make sure this period, nothing is going to come between me and God. It's very easy to talk. That's why members say, Talk is cheap. It's easy to talk. We can simply say talk is what? Talk is cheap. But now implementing what you you've said you will do is what is a hard thing. So there are many of us but have you stuck to that plan that you made? So that's why number two, I'm saying, after number one, you've made that plan to pray. Number two, commit yourself and then remain consistent. Because having a plan in place is not enough. You need to begin to pursue it. You need to begin to pursue it. Let's read Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2. Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2. Look at that. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert 
mind and a thankful heart. Have you noticed that people that commit themselves to prayer are people that have got a heart of gratitude? And they are always alert. If you always find yourself falling and failing, always finding yourself in a place where you feel dry, just know that your devotion to prayer has gone down. Because an atmosphere of prayer will always see to it that the presence of God is tangible in, in your life constantly. So if you have to look at that word devote, it means commit. Give yourselves to prayer. So after you have put a plan in, pray, in place to pray, you must now give yourself to prayer. You must remain alert and you must maintain a thankful heart. How many of us are always praying when you're doing your business and you're there, you're, you're praying in tongues? How, how many of us, when, when you're going for work, when you're, start, when you're starting, you're always praying you are charging up the spiritual atmosphere. So always pray. Devote yourself to prayer. So you have put up a program in place. That's very good. But stick to that program. Especially when you have opportunities. Beloved sense, I have noticed with sadness. I'll give an example. Melissa is a student. I've been a student before. When you become a student, never put God aside. There are people who say, no, pastor, it's not that I'm, I'm backslidden. You know, books. <laughs> I've been a student before. You're not always studying. That's the truth. And these students, they just always lie in the name of books. If you're always studying, why do you fail?
You need to remain consistent. Commit yourself. Be faithful to the plan that you've put in place and actually begin to pray. Actually begin to pray. So practice a consistent prayer life. Prayer is a discipline. There is need for your input and your commitment. Prayer is a discipline. Prayer is not for lazy people. And that is why you've noticed the the apostles said, we are going to assign and appoint men that are going to be waiting tables. Then we are going to give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. So you can't be committed to prayer if you don't give yourself to prayer. So prayer needs your total surrender. You need to give yourself. Because if you don't have a plan in place, being born again is not enough. There has to be a plan concerning how you are going to grow in the Lord. So as you plan your graduation, as you plan your relationship, as you plan your business establishment and expansion, plan your spiritual growth. Plan your eternity. It's very important. Have a plan and stay committed to it. Create a routine. Have a routine of, of prayer in your life. Give us Daniel chapter 6. I want to show you one example. What Daniel used to do. Daniel was a great man of God. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. You are able to see that where prayer is mentioned, thanksgiving, gratitude, always mentioned. Because if you are always complaining. You know, you stop praying. Now look at this. He prayed three times that day, but I want you to look at the last line. The Bible says, as was his custom since early days. Meaning, another version says, as it was his usual practice. Meaning, Daniel had a program for prayer three times a day. And he committed he committed himself. Discipline will not just come. You need to be intentional. So be intentional about incorporating God in your daily life. So if you are to grow in your discipline to prayer, be committed to prayer. Number three, let's go. What, what else can help you be disciplined in prayer? Pray for and with others. If you want to be disciplined in, in, in your prayer life, pray with others and pray for others. That's why I said pray for and with others. 
there are some people who run out of what to pray for because all they pray for is themselves. So, they, they are seen the first first because they, they keep on praying. God, I pray for my marriage, I pray for my children, my business, I pray for my child. It's it, if, if prayer is, is full of my, my, what, what, this, 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 you will run out of what to pray for and your prayer life will be boring. Okay, your prayer life will be boring. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. for and with others. I'm talking about you need to be committed to fellowship and you also need to have prayer partners. Okay? Acts chapter 2 verse 42 that they spent their time learning the apostles teaching, sharing breaking bread and praying together. There are some people that cannot remain disciplined in prayer because they pray alone. I'm talking about two things here. I'm talking about praying with other believers and praying for other people. So you cannot, in the journey of Christianity, you need others to make it. The Bible says two cannot work together unless they do what? They agree. And the Bible says two are better than one. Because if one falls, the other one is going to lift the other up. So they, they were meeting together, not just to let the word of God, but also pray. Together, give us this. Is it verse 44? Verse 44, you will notice all the believers were together and they shared everything. They shared everything. There is so much we can do when we pray together. So, there is a place where you pray as an individual, but there is a place where you pray as a community of believers. This is where you corporately pray. This is where you pray with other believers. Very, very important. Very, very important. You need others. Some of you, let's be honest, you don't pray as much when you're alone than when you pray with you with others. When in a place where there are people, you even walk. Hey, Father, in Jesus' name, sometimes you even start beating our chairs and then we are thinking, God is going to break our chair. <laughs> Let's be honest. There is something about the atmosphere of corporate prayer. It energizes you. So, if you want to remain disciplined, sometimes you come to church, you are feeling solo, but after you've spent time among other believers, you go out of this place, you feel energized to face challenges again. Because corporate prayer will not just strengthen you, will also help you to remain disciplined. Prayer is a platform Prayer is a tool that is meant to knit, to bind, or to keep believers together. Through prayer, we, we, are, we, we are knitted together in Christ. Through prayer, we are bound and we become united in God. And through prayer, we bear each other's burden. We find that, give us Galatians 6, verse 2. 
The Bible says, carry each other's burden. You see that? Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you, you will fulfill the law of Christ. You will fulfill the law of Christ. So what is the law of Christ that you are not supposed to carry the burdens of this life alone? The law of Christ states that you need others. How do they carry burdens with you when you pray together with other believers? So through prayer, through fellowship, with other believers, we become invested in each other's struggles and triumphs. Uh, we, we, we come to a place where we comfort and encourage each other when things are not okay. And we celebrate when we triumph, when we make it, we also celebrate together. So prayer binds God's people together. Prayer binds the church together. A church of prayer is a church that glorifies God. It's a church that matches on and grows. The truth of the matter is that we start to care more about each other if we pray for one another. The truth of the matter is that we are going to experience the love of God if we pray together. Don't forget it must be in the book of Psalm 113 or Psalm 123. Is it Psalm 133 or Psalm 113? Where the Bible says, where there is unity, the Lord commands a blessing. How good, how pleasant it is to the Lord when believers dwell together in what? In unity. For there the Lord commands a blessing. So beloved, fellowship will keep you in check. Sometimes in the pulpit of church when we are praying with other believers, I think Sometimes even when someone is is explaining a scripture, then we say, I think for 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 sister Exilda to give such a powerful exhortation to preach like that, it means there is how she is reading the word of God. I need to improve. So fellowship keeps you in check. Fellowship helps you to remain what? Now, uh, we live in a world where, for example, I said, if you go to the gym, there people don't work out a lot. Have you noticed? When they go to the gym, they will always find gym buddies. You know, these are gym partners, people that they work out with. Even people that go for a jogging, you will discover that most of the time, I'm sure you will agree with me, you've met people that joke with others. So people are always looking for people that they will do things with. It becomes easier when you do something with others. In way, all you are doing is you are looking for partners in crime. You are looking for gossip partners. What's my point today? Stop looking for partners in crime, gossip partners, and start looking for prayer partners. Tell your neighbor, look for a prayer partner. Imagine if those gossips were prayer sessions. The world was going to be a better place. If all we talk about is imagine if you took time to pray for that for them. Imagine if you prayed for them. Hallelujah. 
it's very important that we begin to pray for one another. If you see a struggling sister, you see a struggling brother, instead of talking about how that guy put uh, puts on clothes that are torn, why can't you come together? Put some clothes together and go and bless them in private, not with the view of trying to expose them, but because you want to share the love of Christ. People pray are people of love. People who don't pray are people of hate. Now, give us Job chapter 16, verse 20. You need such friends. Job said, my intercessor is my friend. <laughs> Look at that. I'll I, I, I never, I've I vowed, I'll never come here and tell you stories in church. I'll never come here and preach things that are not in the Bible. I'm sure I've never given you a point where I've not given you a scripture back in. So I'm talking about, I said you should pray for other people. You should also pray with other people. So Job was saying, my intercessor is my friend as my eyes pour out tears to God. So you can actually come to a place where you have people that pray for you. You have people that also you also pray for. It will be very easy for you to remain disciplined in prayer. Do you have intercessors who are your friends? Are you an intercessor to your friends? Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So it's not bad to play together. It's not bad to show it up on Moses. But you know what? Don't just play together. You should also pray together. So what direction have you, have you agreed to take in this life? Even young men and young ladies, when you meet a guy, you meet a lady, don't just start asking them, what is your favorite color? So when, 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 when you become my girlfriend, I'm going to take you to see a vonga. Talk about you. I'm thinking, <laughs> we can go for mountain prayers <laughs> and we hear what they're going to say. So we're going to be fasting. You know what you're dating. Hallelujah. So you need to agree which direction. Which direction. I can assure you most of these homes are crumbling because they even lack this aspect of praying together as a family. But like I told you, prayer requires that you go back to number one. You need to decide. You can't force someone. So let's go to point, uh, point number four, which is our last. Give us uh, Proverbs 13 verse 20. As we go to point number number four. Now, um, just under point number three, I'm talking about the kind of people that we should keep around us. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the what? Is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want to be deemed or to be called wise in the eyes of God, you fear God. So wise friends are those that fear God. Now the Bible says walk with the wise and become wise. Another way I can help you to simply interpret the scripture. You can say when you walk with those people who fear God you will also fear God. Why if I put it that way because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So, if you 
associate with prayer warriors, you will also become a prayer warrior. Sometimes you may say, I, I was reading a powerful book today. And the author said, there are certain people that say, in the cinema, it's my friends that drink. I've you heard. That's when I actually got to understand this scripture better today. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So sometimes it may not be it may not be your foolishness that will put you in trouble. It may be your friend's foolishness that will put you in trouble. Sometimes it may not be you drinking, but you are seated in a car that is being driven by someone who is drunk. What will happen? You will also die. So when you choose to associate with certain kinds of people, it means you have also subscribed to whatever consequences will come. Let's go to our last point for this evening. How can you stay disciplined in prayer? You need to ask God to help you to remain and stay disciplined in prayer. Ask God to help you remain and stay disciplined in prayer. Now, if we can talk about this and that, we are talking about prayer. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is where we commune with God. And if we talk about prayer without God in the picture, then we are going to miss it. Beloved, on our own, we cannot stay disciplined. One of the reasons why many people uh, um, fail to remain consistent in their prayer lives is because they leave God out of the picture. They want to pray in the flesh. I have heard people say, You know, you know what, where that reasoning is coming from? Tell your neighbor the flesh. Did you pray just because things are not okay? Or did you pray just because things are okay? You pray regardless. So the Bible says, give thanks to God in all circumstances. So when things are bad, pray. When things are good, pray. What's my point? Pray all the time. So if you truly want to improve your prayer life, ask for the grace of God. We can't do this without the help of God. Let me give you a number of scriptures as we close. Give us Romans 8, 26 quickly. Then we'll go to Zechariah 4, verse 6. Romans 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weaknesses. Beloved, I want you to know that on our own, we are weak. Someone said, we are weak. We need God. Eh? We do not know what, what prayer to offer. There are times where sometimes it's not that we don't we don't want to pray. It feels like we don't know what to pray for. Okay? Or how to offer it as we should. Sometimes it seems as well better. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, knows our need. And at the right time, in the seats on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. There is a place where 
In your prayer life, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to take over. Sometimes we fail to, to remain consistent in our prayer lives because we depend on our own power. Tell your neighbor, it's not by power, not by might. It's by what? Zechariah for the six quickly. Then he said to me, this continuous supply of all. I'm telling you, when I read this scripture in the Amplified, I was amazed. And you and I know that all, oil is, is, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, not so. This continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, prince of Judah, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol. Have you seen? The oil is a symbol of what? The Holy Spirit. So we cannot continue to be on fire for God without God in the picture. So we need to always ask for the help of God. Says the Lord of hosts. We cannot continue to be on fire for God without God in the picture. Another scripture. Quickly. Zechariah 12 verse 10. And you also give us Philippians 2 verse 13 to the last scripture. This is what God is saying. He's saying, look at that. Then I will pour out. I will pour out a spirit of grace. And the spirit of grace and prayer, there is a place where you can pray if God is not in it. Haven't you noticed that even when Jesus was saying, guys, for about three times Jesus was... was he was praying and whenever he came back to check on his disciples, he found them doing what? They were asleep. And he said, you know what? You, you, you could not watch and pray with me just one hour. And you know what he said? He said, the body is what? The body is weak. But the spirit is willing. I know we all have that desire in our spirits to pray but this flesh is always suppressing and killing that desire to be closer to God so God is saying I'll pour out the spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David on the people of Jerusalem we should always ask for the grace of God in that regard Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, our last scripture. God wants us to ask him for help. The Bible says he's our ever-present help in times of trouble. If you've been failing to pray on your own, ask God to say, God, help me pray. Philippians chapter 2. For God is working in you. Someone said, God is working in me. Say it as if you mean it. God is working in me. God is working in me. Now, look at what Paul is saying to the Philippians. God is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is willing to give us that desire. 
Imagine to, to God I desire. Help me to be disciplined in my prayer life. I want you to pray from the bottom of your heart. I want you to say, God, help me to have a plan for prayer. Help me to be committed to corporate prayer. May I have prayer partners. And I want you to pray, say, God, help me to remain consistent. Pray in that direction in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, we ask you, may you help us, God, to be disciplined in our prayer lives, of God. May you release such an anointing of God in that pouring the power, the grace, the spirit of prayer, O oh Lord.
you shall pray forward with others in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray you will be able to see the benefits of intercession and fellowship. And I pray for you. May the Lord help you to pray. May you never get to a point in your life where you are too busy to commune with God. The Lord who is omnipresent, you shall pray to him at all times. Oh, yes. I pray for you that I am I pray for those of you in school. I pray for Melissa. I pray for Isaac. I pray for Elisa. I pray for Nene and the rest of us that are in school. I pray for Lolo, I pray for Fred, I pray for those that are in school, I pray for Moila, I pray for Moses, I pray for Chris, I pray in the name of Jesus, and everyone that is in school, I pray for Quima, the Lord is giving you grace, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will remain on fire for God, those bad influences in school are not your portion in Jesus' name. And beloved, I pray for the rest of us that as you go on about your business, as you go on about your work, in all your pursuits, whatever you're doing, in your marriages, in your relationships, as a parent, as a spouse, as a child, may the Lord grant you grace. You're going to be on fire for God. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap for Jesus. Amen. Amen.